You are listening to the OneOfUs.net Podcast Network. OneOfUs.net and all of the shows on it are 100% subscriber-supported. Please consider becoming a subscriber to OneOfUs.net. Keep the site and all of our great shows going and get some terrific bonus content as well. I know Lexi's feeling a little tired, so she's going to go through her list really quickly here. So, yeah. I, people, I you don't like know this. Lee. People are dropping like flies behind the scenes, dude. It's last comic standing, but with top ten lists. <laughs> Only the nobody, should, nobody wants to hear my Frozen Two list, man. <laughs> we'll no, get you soon, right. Max. Don't worry. I know. I'm just um, kidding. <laughs> I guess I got the two lists. I got the uh, movies and TV shows, and I'll try and go through them really quick. I feel like um, my movie list is pretty generic and kind of a little boring, but. It is what it is. So, uh, number 10, Rocket Man. I thought it was really fun. Better biopic than Bohemian Rhapsody. I love it. Um, next one is going to be Knives Out. Uh, it's really just fun seeing a, a mystery um, on the big screen, like a really good mystery. Um, kudos to Ryan Johnson for just doing a great job. Um, number 8 is Ford v. Ferrari. Um, I actually really enjoyed this film, surprisingly enough, even though it's kind of a dad film. <laughs> Like about cars. It's the most dad it, it's, movie. It's, so, it's another one of those movies about fast cars that no one is going to see in theaters, but everyone's going to be like, oh, it's pretty good. We actually, uh, I actually saw it twice in theaters, surprisingly enough. But um, My dad's like, going to love it. I'm not even like a big car person. <laughs> like, I mean, driving, like, I'm still dealing with anxiety about driving and stuff, and I just recently got my license. But if anything, I think watching that film just kind of was like, okay, driving can be fun, even though, well, I mean... At the same time, terrifying, but still, I still enjoy it. Um, and then number seven is um, Once, Upon a Time, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, I just kind of generally enjoyed the film. It's, I mean, it's got its flaws. It's not, like, perfect or anything, but I just kind of thought it was just kind of like a fun, almost fairy tale of, like, but what could have happened, you know, if this had happened instead? And overall, I just thought it was pretty enjoyable and stuff. Um, number six is The Lighthouse. Yay. Um, I loved... Um, yeah. Uh, Edgar's first film, The Witch, probably still one of my favorite horror films ever. And this is definitely right up there with top favorite horror films. Um, very Lovecraftian, with a bit of Greek mythology in there a little bit, along with just general, like, people going crazy in the sea. Also, Willem Dafoe, I I love him. He's just so great in this film. Um, but don't insult his lobster. I know. <laughs> best, best monologue you ever. You like the lobster, don't you? You like it, don't you? <laughs> And then um, number five, already mentioned as well, of course, but Marriage Story. I mean, even though like Justin and I were like newlyweds here watching this a movie about divorce and stuff, but you know, it's, it's definitely like one of those films that you can watch and like you can have like a discussion about it, being like, okay, like you know, like what about our own like personal flaws? It's kind of like I feel like in a weird way, Marriage Story is a bit of like a Rorschach test in a weird way. It's like you can look at it and you can. Some people will be like, I want a side of this character, I want a side of that character, or. Some people can have like more open discussions about their own personal relationships in their life. And overall, the performances were wonderful. Scarlett Joe, I love her. I also love Laura Dern in, in it. I, Laura Dern's the best. Oh, yeah. She was a great supporting role in this. I will say that this movie has scared me from divorce, because when I saw the price tag it took to hire Ray Riotta... <laughs> it's like, heart attack. Oh. <laughs> oh, like, yo, listen, that's it. <laughs> ain't, no, ain't no second marriage. <laughs> <laughs> I think murder increased after Marriage Story came out. Just to save some money. Broke people don't get divorced. That's the lesson. Um, 
Agreed. Um, number four, we actually just saw this one today, but 1917, a really great war film. I've been That's obsessed great. with uh, World War One for a long time, actually, so it's like really satisfying to see like World War One get talked about a bit more. It's I feel like it's often the forgotten war, and so it's just really satisfying to see a, a great story set in this time period and great acting. And, and I, it makes me feel so sad for Tommen. This guy can't catch a break in anything. <laughs> <Look>. <laughs> 1917 is only the forgotten war if you live in America. <laughs> True. <laughs> what talk about Wonder Woman came out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then number three, I mean, I'll, yeah, I'll just kind of skim through these top ones here. But Joker, really enjoyed it. Joaquin Phoenix, really great actor. Um, Jojo Rabbit is my number two. Um, I just thought it was really funny. It's also one that got my dad really interested. Um, he really wants to see this film now, and I was just like, yay! Cause I, I, li- I actually like being able to talk about films with my dad. And another one I ended up talking about with him, which is also my top. Um, film of the year, which is Parasite. My dad loves Korean films, and I was just like, we just saw this, like, awesome Korean film at the theater. Like, you know, I called him and everything. I'm like, this is so awesome. It's and so funny, because her dad seems like, on the surface, he's, like, the most redneck type guy, like a big yeah, gun. Yeah, redneck. No, I'm, 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 I'm saying, like, like <laughs> he is redneck, you. but he's so cultured secretly, where you're like, oh, yeah, he loves Korean movies, he reads high literature. Well, but, yeah, my dad's Oh, definitely- so he's Bradley. <laughs> yeah, yeah my, my dad really, he reads a lot and a lot of books, and, like, I love my dad. Like, we can talk about, like, pretty much anything. He's kind of like my best friend a little bit, along with Justin here, and then, <laughs> um, but, like, yeah, I just, like, started talking about, I'm like, oh, this is, like, such a great film, because it's just really fun, enjoyable, and, um, but also just kind of, like, grips you, just like, oh, my gosh, it's, like, it, and it, it talks about, like, um, subject matters in, like, a kind of, like, a nuanced way, but in a way I really enjoy, so... Um, and then I'm going to just skim right through my TV shows list. I'm just going to pop right off. So it's um, Chernobyl, uh, The Witcher, uh, Fleabike Season 2, Barry Season 2, of course, um, The Dark Crystal, uh, Undone, um, The Rotoscope and everything, um, What We Do in the Shadows, The Mandalorian, uh, Watchmen, and then Mindhunter Season 3. <sighs> Forgot about Mandalorian. Sorry, Shit. Season, I mean, two. season 2. Shit, I wish Season 3 was that. Yeah, oh, you sorry, were on Season 3. I'm like, wait, Ta- hang typo. on. Typo. Uh, <laughs> I'm reading it from from here, so... <laughs> Yeah, no. So that, there so. we go. That's that's my my two lists. So you did great, yes. honey. Yay! Yay. <laughs> I uh, might just kind of hop off now. So okay. well, <laughs> uh, in this last comic standing list, continuing here, uh, Nathan. Alrighty, I'm gonna do this before every place. <laughs> We've been to hearing eat. all show about stuff that barely missed this top ten. <laughs> Let's hear what the actual. He list. doesn't have a top you ten. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you don't want Shaq? I'm gonna throw this out as fast as possible so I can get sushi. <laughs> all right, so I got. Joe Bigos Bliss. Uh, this is the one you won't find on anybody else's list. It's Mandy Meets Requiem for a Dream. It's on VOD right now. You should definitely watch it. Bliss. Just got to say it again. Uncut Gems. I biked 14 miles the day I saw it, and my heart raced harder in the theater watching this movie. <laughs> uh, it's not as great as Good Time, but it's pretty damn close. The Irishman. I saw that movie twice. Fuck you, Doggett. It is not too long. The last half of the movie... You haven't even finished it yet. ...is what made <laughs> yeah, me love it. Uh, you Ugh. watched it twice. There's no way you are still done. Like That's that a day. I saw it in a theater twice. Fuck y'all. Did your are legs you still, still work? Yeah, are you still in that theater? <laughs> yes, I am. Uh, they're okay. telling me to it's leave right now. It's a ghost. <laughs> Anyways, fuck you guys. Seven. <laughs> Dolomite is my name. This is easily my favorite movie of 2019. Uh, Finally a good Netflix movie. (laughs) I was smiling from end to end. Fuck you, Doggett. Uh, (laughs) Eddie Murphy is back in it. Wesley Snipes is hilarious. God, 
Uh, some of the lines that he says. Black people absorb light. White people reflect light. It's a cinemagical reality. <laughs> Is fucking phenomenal. And then six, Hustlers, which was amazing. I thought Hustlers was one of the best movies of the year by far. I mean, obviously, because it's on my list. But, oh, my God, <laughs> I just was really impressed by the movie on every aspect, from directing to writing to cast. You really feel like everybody in the cast got along with each other. Lorraine Scafaria does not get the credit she's deserved. I think she does one of the best jobs directing this movie. It could be so exploitative, but it's not at all. Uh, 1917, just saw it yesterday. I am not a huge war movie fan. I think this is damn near a masterpiece. I think everything about it is fucking phenomenal. From the score to the cinematography to the directing. I really didn't like... Skyfall as much as everybody else. I fucking hated Spectre. Sam Mendes is back. Parasite. I can't even say anything more about this movie that everybody else hasn't said. It's pretty fucking phenomenal. Marriage Story. Just recently caught up with this. Adam Driver gives the best male performance all year. I think he is fucking phenomenal. I think Scarlett Johansson is amazing as well. Uh, I thought the movie was raw when it needed to be raw, funny when it needed to be funny. I just thought it was very captivating, despite not being flashy at all. Uh, Following that up, fuck you, Shaq. Jojo Rabbit. I thought that was one of the greatest (laughs) movies of the year. I think it's easily the best work that Taika Waititi ever did. Done. Uh, Screw y'all. Also... As much as I wanted to praise Scarlett Johansson more for Marriage Story, I really got to praise her in Jojo Rabbit. I think this is the best she's ever been in any movie. Yeah, Shaq. <laughs> I have nothing against her in this. I have something against her as a person. Hey. But not- hey. Well, you know what? I thought she gave the second best Asian American performance, which leads me to my last one. There it is. The Farewell. Oh. I thought The Farewell was fucking phenomenal. I, it was so raw, it felt like an Alexander Payne movie, but with more humanity. Uh, I remember saying earlier this year that it's going to be a really disappointing year if The Farewell is still the best movie I've seen all year. But no, it wasn't that disappointing. The Farewell was just really that fucking good. Also, Justin, finish it! I, I will! I will! I, I've seen half of it now. I really, really liked what I've seen so far, so don't worry. Oh, is the red box your neighborhood broken? <laughs> no, but my I, I have like five movie boxes I'm looking at right now. F, F movies won't load up for him right now. I swear to God, <laughs> if we go another week where you haven't watched The Farewell or Hustlers, I'm going to beat your ass. <laughs> well then, uh, thank you, Nathan, for that. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm going to go get sushi. All right. Well, next in our <laughs> this is this is an elimination round for sure. That's quite the exit. <laughs> anyway, Fuck y'all, I'm going food. Uh, so, um, you know what? Let's go with uh, Doggett. Well, guys, let me just go ahead and start my correct list now. You can't put Coco as every movie on your list. <laughs> so, number ten on Doggett's <laughs> list: A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Who doesn't uh. fucking love Tom Hanks? Yeah. Let me just. I, I, I choose this to set the mood for this rest of this list. Guys, I enjoy lazy Sunday movies. And this is just such a beautiful movie to watch. You could watch this on Thanksgiving. Oh, it's just a wholesome movie. It would make uh, the actual Mr. Rogers probably pretty proud. Well, I mean, Tom Hanks is his favorite. Oh, well, was his favorite actor, so, yeah. 
So, all in all, great movie. I, and no one's, like, talking shit, so I assume, for the most part, everybody's cool with it. No one saw it. Oh. Oh, no, I saw it. I liked it. I liked it. It was good. Yeah, yeah. I'm kidding. Uh, I saw it. Okay. I liked it a lot. Number nine. <laughs> the best, the second best Christmas movie of the year, Shazam. <laughs> what? Shazam. That was, was, that, was that this year? Yes. 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 No Is way. that a Christmas movie? April. It, it's What's all it set around Christmas. It, so. It's set in Christmas. It, the... The movie's about family. At the end of the movie, he gives his entire family gifts. I guess. So, yes. best Christmas, Second best Christmas movie of the year. Number eight. Endgame. For all the reasons everybody's already mentioned, except for Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Number seven. Alita Battle Angel. Because you gotta support yeah. Brown. Oh, no, <laughs> man, that's good. I'm glad put that on their list. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And then, can I guess your next one? It's Frozen 2. No? No, number six is the better female-led movie, Ready or Not. Frozen 2. Hey. Because, goddamn, that movie is so much fun. Cool. Yeah, uh, Lexi's seen it. I haven't seen it yet, but she loved it, too. So, it's so good. Number five, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Because... I could watch Brad Pitt drive a car for three hours. <laughs> and that's what you got. It's like listening to like old commercials. Yo, y'all yo, forgot the feet, man. Honestly, man, if you want, you can watch me play GTA if you want. Uh, do you Vice City, like though. Pitt? It has to be Vice City. <laughs> then, okay, then. I like when he opens the dog food, too. Number four. For, oh, my God. That scene goes off for like six minutes. No, number four. Two Popes. Yes. Man, that's just... If you just want to watch a movie about performances, I love Joker, but, like, just, like, some some great performances. Was it Anthony Hopkins? Yeah, Anthony Hopkins and Jonathan Price. The best he's been in years. What's it? And... I'm not, <laughs> this ain't no Transformers the last night. <laughs> yeah, you can't beat that one. And as a, Catholic, as a former Catholic, you know, it was, uh, you know... Anyways. It resonated with but, you, yeah. I, I was going to say, I don't know how you're finishing that sentence right now. <laughs> Number three, Klaus. The best Christmas movie of the year. It, very, very good movie. Really liked it a lot. Which means nothing. Incredible animation. Instant classic. This, Our children's children nah. will be watching this movie. Number two, El Camino. Aw, oh, you motherfucker, man. I thought I was going to be the only one that had it on their list. I hate you. <laughs> One of the best westerns of the year. <laughs> it was great to see Aaron Paul finally finally be utilized correctly. Yeah. This is a this is a great little epilogue for one of the best TV shows of all time. Breaking mm-hmm. Bad DLC. Pretty much. Yeah, one hundred percent. I would have paid ten dollars for it. <laughs> and number one, the best movie of two thousand nineteen. Knives Out. Oh. And if for nothing else, wait, has everybody seen it? Yep. Yeah. Yep. yep. The people. Li- oh yeah. But don't no. spoil nothing. Ah, damn it! I was okay. <laughs> There's a character on it that where Eric, they kind of pull a Denzel from Training Day, where like they're trying. To, yeah. No. They, let's, they, let's not say too much. Let's just say. Okay. Yeah. Well, you guys know what that reference means. Yeah. But yes, it is a perfect movie for Doggett. <laughs> ten out of ten. Awesome. Alrighty, then, uh, you know what? Max, I dare ask, what is on your list? Oh my oh, god. No. <laughs> I, want, I, want to, I want to go through my worst ten first real quick. Worst this ten? Goes, 
He got no, one. No, just each of the one, so. We're going to be here all freaking night if we go through time. No, I'm just going to do it, like, really fast. I'm not even going to say shit about him. You right. wasted more time explaining it, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I don't even have these in an order except the worst one, but I got Little Monsters, The Kid Who Would Be King, Dead Don't Die, Bright Burn, Terminator Dark Fate, Godzilla King of the Monsters, Yesterday, The Beach Bum, it's fucking horrible, and then second worst is Hustlers, and first worst is Men in Black. Wow. Hustlers? Okay. Well, you said the kid will be king, there. so now we gotta, like, <laughs> you just start a fight. Yeah. Yo, you're the one who thinks you my dick from the back, you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so... Oh, I don't know what that means. Right, so, <laughs> favorite 10. Alright, so favorite 10... Uh, number 10 was Freaks. It was like a weird horror X-Men movie. That was cool. Oh, um, right, that one. Yeah. I like that one a lot. Technically, it came out in 2018, but uh, it's, it was like fucking... It was just like a Sundance thing, so it doesn't matter. Okay. Um, number 9, Detective Pikachu. Okay. I like that movie a lot. <laughs> number number eight, fighting with my family. That was like that oh, movie was I great. Did, I thought that would be the only one to have that on my list too. Yeah, so. the the introduction of uh, of Florence Pugh. She's awesome. I'm surprised that didn't make your list, Nick. Because it was a very very bad uh, interpretation of how. Pain yeah. Is. Okay. I'm okay. I'm not alone in that. Yeah. That was like in terms of like an adaptation of sort of like that's not. I don't like how it is, but I like for the sake of a movie, I'm like it's an entertaining movie that I like a lot. Yeah. No, but I'm just. But the wrestling purist in me is like, no, n- none of that shit went down like that. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I'm a wrestling I'm a purist is an oxymoron. I don't know anything about no, wrestling. I just thought yo, it was a good yo, movie. Danny, it was like a nice Daniel, like, sports from, movie. We're comic book fans. We do not have a battle to fight on this one. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, you better sit your <laughs> There's ass down. There's less steroids in comic books. <laughs> anyway, no, they're not. <laughs> I even look at Eternals. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean. <laughs> Have you seen Rob Liefeld's comment? <laughs> that juiced up to the max. Yeah, I don't know shit about wrestling. I just thought it was like it was like a good sports movie, like a good feel good movie. That's what I mean. Yeah. 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 Um, number seven was Parasite for obvious reasons. That's a great movie. Number six was Glass. I fucking love that movie. Oh, Glass was fantastic. <laughs> This is so wow! Was, I love. Yeah, yeah, dude. I love. Uh, I love the first two, and I love the third one. I thought it was like a fantastic trilogy. Uh, oh, I, <laughs> motherfucker! <Ooh>. Next, <laughs> I got nothing. Uh, number, number five is Joker. Number four is Lighthouse. Number three is Rocket Man. Okay. Number two is Us, and then number one is Frozen Two. Yeah. God. And wow. then, uh, I have very very short best games list is Days Gone is number one and Control is number two. Control. Oh my god! god. And then, uh, in the, the shit into this. And then TV is uh, Stranger Things, and then Riverdale, and then The Order, what? and then Mando. <laughs> you are a human hot take. Stranger Things is fucking great. Riverdale. <laughs> Wow, we have Nick oh, no. Oh, no. and Julian and Alan, and these are the most controversial things. And so I haven't far. even gone yet. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, but listen, Riverdale is so stupid and so ridiculous that I'm the, like, you know what? I agree with that placement. No, it's so good though. It's the, it, no, listen, it's, it's the six underground of TV no, it's shows. not. <laughs> yeah, dude. Dude, I've got the six underground of teen drama. The kid would be king. That's that's what I'm that's what I'm caring about. But why do you, why do you hate the kid would be king? That. What do you have against fucking Andy Serkis' son was garbage. He was so bad. Andy, what? Holy and the, main uh, character, the main character is uh, Andy Serkis' son. You can hear London's heart breaking through the microphone here. Yeah. 
Oh, no, that's, that's that, my rage that's, breaking. That's <laughs> what does that mean? Are you getting angrier or less angry? Yes. That series of hot takes is the funny. That that made me giddy of how ridiculous that was. Wait, which one? Your whole list oh. of just like <laughs> crazy left field picks is so funny. Yeah, dude. <laughs> No worries. Yeah, dude. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, you can't, you can't even think of something. <laughs> I can't, but you know what? We are almost done. Don't worry. Alan, I got to hear what you got on your list. Alrighty then. So when I first made Here this list, ju- when I first made this list, Justin texted me to make sure this was in the right order. So the <laughs> number 10 terminated. <laughs> Is that true? Yeah, he literally texted me because my number 10 pick is Terminator Dark Fate. So... <laughs> oh, well, that, that's because you sent it without any numbers on it. <laughs> well, I assumed you would go from bottom, from top oh, to bottom, incomplete. but whatever. Gotcha. So the first one, Terminator Dark Fate, just like everything uh, Nick listed, I was shitting on this movie prior, I was laughing at it, and then I saw it, and within the first moments, I got what I was looking for. I got awesome hand-to-hand choreograph action, awesome car chases, interesting characters, and just a movie that just kept going until it finished. It kept giving me interesting stuff. It kept giving me new stuff. It gave me some of the best Arnold I've seen in years. So I'm like, yeah, this is the best Terminator sequel I've seen ever. Like, this is this is like T2, and then this should have been called T3. They should have had the balls to call this T3. That movie had me after that border control scene. Yeah, like that. It was fucking amazing. Uh, next one, number nine, Detective Pikachu. Another movie I did not think I would enjoy. That trailer, every Pokemon in that trailer is utilized in the plot in some way, and it is fucking interesting how they picked, they they cherry-picked whatever Pokemon they needed to tell a story, and I loved it. Were there bad parts to it? Sure, but I still enjoyed the hell out of it. Hold on, before, like, did did they really have a story reason for that Lickitung, that nightmarish-ass Lickitung? To show, well, oh, yes, they Shaq. didn't have a story, so that's the first part. It was involved in yes, some Shaq, way. Yes, Shaq, so bite your tongue. I mean, it gets, it gets used it. on later on, but yeah. So, number eight. W- What's, oh, sorry, go Sorry, before, one last thing. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to let you finish. Sorry, sorry. But just, when a certain actor showed up that I didn't know, I was like, he's the villain. And then they're like, oh, but see, plot twist, he is the villain. I could, I laughed so hard. <laughs> Look, I'm not saying the movie's perfect, but I oh, enjoyed no, no, it more but than I, I, I do. It is an enjoyable movie, so I, I, like, I don't deny the placement or anything. Yeah. Uh, number eight. This is a movie I did not think I would end up enjoying, but uh, Booksmart. I Ooh. was like, immediately, I was like, well, you know, it's just going to be uh, super bad, and it was. It, it's just super bad. But the way they updated it for modern society, uh, at least for, you know, the current generation, I feel like it speaks to the newer generation, just like Superbad spoke to our generation. They, they institute... What's up? Fist bump. Yeah, fist bump. Oh, they introduced the, the stuff with Uber, the stuff with uh, going to various parties, the stuff with just social standings. Like, it was such an interesting take on this coming-of-age story that I feel that if you should... like. Our, like our generation and some of the younger generation would relate more to that than if he gave them super bad where that's how we kind of grew up how they introduced technology and all the other stuff going in there's some hilarious moments like the girl that just kept showing up to every party as nick <laughs> said like like a freaking jason Voorhees just kept showing up <laughs> was like my favorite part yeah they're interesting stuff the the actors are fucking phenomenal and yes. every everything in the movie was fucking amazing so i was just like yeah this is a movie i'm gonna remember for a long time and i want to see it again one day Yes, uh, finally. <laughs> ne- next side. on the list, uh, Knives Out, for the same reason everyone else has been kind of saying it. Uh, 
I wasn't sure if I was going to like it. I didn't think that a movie like this could exist in this time frame when it comes to just how smart it was, how much it utilized the actors, how much it essentially it's, has one or two settings, but it's able to use the most out of it and make it feel like you're in this kind of like... It makes it, it makes you feel like the whole world just got shrunk down to one house because there's so many different twists and turns. It's a classic whodunit, but in 2019, that feels like it just be said at any time. And the twists and turns, like the last 30 minutes, I was like, okay, you, the last 30 minutes, it was worth the entire movie. Like, just the last 30 minutes, I'm like, you're doing so much shit right now, and I'm having trouble following it, but what I'm getting is fucking amazing. <laughs> when he breaks it down, and you're like, oh, wow, that's actually yeah. genius. And they're like, wait, what about that? Oh, wait, what about that? Okay, every question you have immediately gets answered. Yeah, it's funny, because like, I thought it was clever. It was also obvious but it was like really cleverly obvious or like oh that was and hilariously guess. dark to the extent where, Haha, oh my fucking god <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> uh next on the list uh, uh fire festival i love documentaries <laughs> like oh the I, Hulu wait, one or the netflix wait, one? Wait, wait which one the good one the netflix one okay because they're both I, good man eh, I, I think heard, they go best together hulu one but i love documentaries those are some of my favorite fucking things to watch and sitting down to this was a mix of a the best comedy of the year, the best horror movie of the year, the best found footage movie of the year. <laughs> every genre it hits. I'm like, yo, the scene where they're on the bus and the people are starting to realize what the fuck's going on, and they're seeing like the refugee tents, and everyone's like, yo, what? And they're re- the dread sets in, and they realize what's going on. Or the scene where they're seeing pe- uh, cell phone footage of people trying to rush to the tents, and it, it's like like some Cloverfield shit happening. <laughs> I mean, listen, it's got the single most jaw-dropping story of the year. The setup that <laughs> yeah, that movie does kind of... It becomes climax for a bit when they show those spooky scenes when they're, like, showing them fighting for those tents. Yeah. Like, the, the, in so, like what Shaq talked about, like, the best jaw-dropping scene, because they set it up really good. They're like, hey, what about that story? And everyone's like, I'm not telling that story. If he wants to tell that story, that's up to him. It cuts to, like, a few different people. <laughs> You're just and sitting then, there like, oh, he, like, they're not gonna, oh... Oh, he was. Oh, and then you tell the story. You're like, wait, that's not real. Oh no, it's real. <laughs> but yeah, it had such incredible moments that I'm like, wow, this is a really, really well done, uh, well done take on all of this stuff that probably a lot of people remember what was happening, like where they were when this was happening. But you got so little information to see this all compiled was really, really well done. And uh, yeah, that's why it's like right, like right before I'm like, I have to put this on the list. But now we're going into top five, uh, Ford versus Ferrari. Uh, I love Matt Damon. I love Christian Bale. I like that they can just be in something that's down to earth. It's a really interesting story. The reason I want to see it was because it reminded me a lot of uh, Ride, which was another racing movie about like an event. And oh, it, you mean Rush? Rush, yeah, sorry, yeah, Rush. Yeah, yeah. And I love that one just as much as I love this one. I love them building the cars. I like them doing the races. The the camaraderie between Christian Bale and Matt Damon. I love their weird kind of antagonistic friendship. I like that they spent so much time focusing and building the car. That they were not just, oh, they didn't just montage it. They built the perfect car. It's like, no, they're constantly working on it. You constantly see the mix of technology and just his intuition that made it work. And I don't know how long the movie was, but I enjoyed every fucking second of it. I definitely oh, it's, it's it about two and a half hours, but it yeah. breezes by. Oh. But one thing I love too is that it makes the science of racing accessible. Like all yeah. the stuff they talk about about weight and physics and wind and that kind of stuff. Even my parents, who they're like the least you know gearhead people possible, yeah. they're just like. Nope, totally understood everything it, they talked about. That. Yeah, the, the the only few issues I have is how hilariously it glances over the abject racism that was occurring during that time and plays it as a comedy. <laughs> True. Oh, boy. Holy shit, they're racist. They don't give a fuck. I mean, 
Yeah. I know it was at the time, but they don't even give a shit. Like, yeah, you want to fuck these Italians. Fuck the Italians. Like, every time. Uh, well, okay. Like, Race against other white people are the Italians. Yeah. 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 Oh, man. But I still enjoyed every second of that movie, and it is definitely, like, one of the better ones. Uh, now we're going to more of the contested ones. I had to put John Wick 3 on this fucking list. Like, yeah, it's a great movie. It is yeah. legit. Like, I love all the John Wick movies for different reasons. But when I see a movie and every action scene is crazier than the last, and not all of them are just Keanu Reeves doing cool shit, other people are doing cool shit. Like, I'm seeing a choreographed fight scene in which dogs are jumping off of people they took down to jump on other people. I'm like, how is... <laughs> I'm sorry, did you just film, like, a, 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 what you call an anti-terrorist group just attacking people and this is real? Because I don't know how the fuck you did some of these scenes. Because it the is, first, like, jaw-dropping. That first 30 minutes alone could honestly be the greatest action movie ever. Made. That first 30 oh, minutes yeah. is just Escape from New York <laughs> condensed into, like, <laughs> 30 minutes. And I was like, even, like, th- there's so many good scenes. There's so much to talk about. There's references. There's a lot of references to the Matrix in this. I'm convinced the entire climax is just a reference to the Matrix. And so <laughs> just another lobby fight, dude. It's a lobby fight with green lighting. You cannot tell me that's not a reference to the Matrix. There's a, there's good sword fights. There's good hand to hand fights. There's good uh, fight scenes from everybody else. Someone and gets yeah, killed fights. with a book. <laughs> oh yeah, with a book in a library. <laughs> Uh, Book fights, horse fights. Oh, also. Dude, the gunfight alone, man. When they're like throwing knives at each other and he makes that gun for five fucking minutes to fire one bullet. That's fucking (laughs) awesome. If number four doesn't have a food fight, I'm gonna be pissed. Yeah, I'm surprised John Wick didn't kill a man with a piece with a potato. Like I'll say, (laughs) I was just gonna say a potato. That would have been great. But yeah, just in the final top three, Marriage Story. uh, This is one of the most interesting movies I saw. It's one of those things where I put up. It's like I can't believe that a movie like this exists, especially on Netflix. There's just little things that I loved about it, like where someone's having a conversation, they'll walk to another room and they'll still continue the conversation. They're not just sitting in the center of a fucking empty-ass room. Like, they treat it like this is a real thing going on, like a stage play. And all of the dialogue, like, at first it took me a little while to warm up to, but once I got it going, I'm like, okay, these people are giving it their all, they're treating this like a play. This is actually a stage play in a movie that actually works, unlike Cats or Rent. Where it's like, okay, we're actually getting what we want to get. And I can see this easily being on Broadway if they actually, you know, want to go through with this. All the acting is incredible. Adam Driver continues to impress me with every movie that's not called Star Wars. So I definitely want to see, like, other stuff he goes into. And Scarlett Johansson proved that she's not a piece of wood. Like, she can actually act and has emotion and range. That, that's the first. She proved that five years ago. Oh, sure she did. <laughs> but the number two, and this to me, honestly, if... If my number one didn't come out, this would have been my number one movie of the year. This is my favorite, one of my favorite uh, Cabin movies. My number one screener. Out of every screener I've ever seen that's over 70, this is the number one without even a second. True Fiction. Oh, right, yeah. Chris asked us specifically, me, Justin, and I believe Bradley was on there, to review this for a baddie of his. And I was nervous because I'm like, I am the biggest hater in Screener Squad. You'll never find anyone that hates more movies <laughs> than I do. Oh, Justin Screener Squad? Oh, uh, in general. You'll never find somebody that hates more <laughs> shit than I do. Hater Supreme. Exactly. So I'm, I'm nervous. Supreme I'm nervous. Hater Snoke. Yeah. <laughs> he hates so fine, don't you agree? Exactly. And I was nervous watching Alan this is definitely a secret menu item at Taco Bell, for sure. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but shit. You're Hater Supreme. <clears throat> But watching anyway. the movie, I was I was surprised because I was like immediately like okay I get what they're doing because basically this guy's a horror writer and he's like she's you know he gets this biggest fan to kind of come in and help his assistant to help write the next book so he's doing all of these weird tests and stuff to try to you know get what real fear is 
and the movie just starts getting weirder and weirder and starts fucking with you psychologically. And it does one of my favorite things with a cabin where it's like you're just in this cabin in the middle of fucking nowhere. No phones, no nothing. And as far as you're concerned, the rest of the world doesn't fucking exist. You're just in this two-cabin area. And as things start getting weirder, she's not sure what's real anymore. She's not sure if this is a game or he's actually <coughs> fucking with her. To the extent where there's such interesting things that happen in the movie, where there's a conversation in which they are acting through a door. Where the, the main actress is freaking out, and the guy on the other side is acting through a door, and you have no idea what's really going on. You cannot definitively say as the audience if this is real or this is fake. So he gets to the point where you're almost freaking out like the main chick. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And it just gets crazier and crazier right to the fucking end. And I, I had to, like, it's an hour and a half movie that I spent two and a half hours watching. Because I just went back and just started re-watching scenes to get little details. And I've never done that before. So my number one would have to be something that can beat that. And it's one of the few times I was wrong about a Netflix movie, El Camino. Yeah! El Camino, to me, like, is the number one movie of this year. Because it reinvigorated my love for Breaking Bad. Because I did not think this movie was going to be good. I was like, you're doing a sequel to Breaking Bad. It's on Netflix, for fuck's sake. You bring Aaron Paul back, who hasn't done a good thing since Breaking Bad. So I'm like, man, you're never going to make this work. He was an eye in the sky. That movie He's was great. great in BoJack. Yeah, I, I mean, I, yeah, I guess. But I mean, I'm not seeing Eagle Eye. But I'll, I'll <laughs> I say, I'll, guess. <laughs> I said what I said. But seeing him come back, I'm like, you managed to fit this role. And it feels like almost no time has passed except for a few notable exceptions. They managed to capture what makes Breaking Bad, and they managed to keep it in a movie. It's like, it's, imagine just Breaking Bad with better cameras. That's it. It's just, it's almost the exact same kind of show. The, the montages, the camera angles, the way he just plays with lighting, and just plays with how people enter a scene, the dialogue. It feels like I, I'm remembering episodes of Breaking Bad as I'm watching the movie. And it's like, yeah, this isn't for people that have never watched it. You can't just walk into this. This is for people that watched the show, loved it, and and it, it is one of those things where this is a it's not necessarily a, a criticism. It's unnecessary. It didn't need to exist. Breaking Bad ended the way it needed to end, but this feels like, hey, you know what? Here's a little something extra so we could just literally drive off into the sunset and it goes down in history as one of the greatest shows ever fucking made. All right. No, that's all this. Yeah. <laughs> I, I honestly felt like I was about to cry at the end of El Camino. I'm like, yo, I need to go back, go back and watch Breaking Bad again. Yeah, you need to watch Better Call Saul again, too. Yeah, I need to watch Better Call Saul. <laughs> yeah. No, but um, I'm going to shotgun through a bunch of these, because, so, as you people may notice, that Rose was here at the very beginning, but had to drop out because her power went out at, at her house. So, you know, huge bummer with that. But she did send her list, so I'm just going to shotgun that one quickly. Oh, word. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. So, her, well, just to say, her number one film, without question, was The Lighthouse, because she's, like, a humongous fan of that movie. You know, if, if our review didn't make that clear enough when we posted that earlier. The movie but, was um, so good. Oh, yeah. But her other nine films, uh, well, actually, no, she had a mixture of uh, films and TV shows. It was Rocket Man, yeah. the, La- the Mandalorian, yeah. Barry Season 2, Ready or Not, The Boys, yep. which, awesome, uh, Shit's Creek Season 5. Okay. Yeah, that pay, people like that show. I've never actually seen an episode. Of it's it. it's one of those things where like again, a Canadian show blowing up in the U.S. is always just absurd to me. Yeah, like that and Letterkenny. I'm like, oh, all right, y'all are y'all are getting hip to us over here. Some of us watch stuff that isn't only American TV every now and then, <laughs> but uh, not many. Uh, uh, she's she also put Shazam, When They See yeah. Us, Undone, and yeah. Always Be My Baby. Wow, really? <laughs> oh, word. Yeah, uh, that movie so sucks. that Rose's picks. 
Yo, Undone is fucking amazing. If you guys haven't seen it, definitely check it they, out. They're going to ruin it with the second season. I'm calling it right That's what you said right about now. El Camino, and you were wrong there, too. Oh, just because I was wrong about El Camino, uh, quiet wrong about everything. Stop it. <laughs> that season ends well, on a perfect note. Uh, one other one I wanted to re- read, because unfortunately another person who couldn't make it on here was Davey. And, uh, you know. Oh, I don't get to I'm, make fun of him for being 12. Hipster asshole. <laughs> Go ahead, yeah. You know, his <laughs> list is actually not as hipster as you think it is. I don't believe you. <laughs> Did you put I, I don't buy that. <laughs> okay, here, let me tell you. Let me tell you. So, for him, the number one thing that he watched all of 2019 was the most recent season of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Because, I know, he's the biggest fan. That's all a great right. show. Yeah, but of all the things he watched this year, he watched three shows. That's fu- that's it, fine. It, it had a solid that's finale. Cool. Yeah, but then, okay, here's the other nine things. So, 1917, mm-hmm. Fire Emblem Three Houses, because uh, he also put video games yeah, in the show. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Fleabag Season 2, Little Women, Marriage Story, Ooh. Parasite, Slay the Spire, that video game, uh, Succession, and uh, the interesting one here, Ukulele and the Impossible Lair. I'll kill this man. Of course, there it is. <laughs> I'll kill this man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, there we go. That, that's their fit. That's I'm sorry, but Ukulele sucked. Yeah, <laughs> somebody that thinks Banjo-Tooie is one of the best games of all time, Ukulele sucks. Yeah, but maybe, All right. hey, may, listen, maybe the sequel's good and we don't know, but... Like. No, the sequel's supposed to be great. Okay. Yeah, no, that's what I heard. But, yeah, if anything, but if anything, yeah, that first game sucked. Yeah, well, the first game, they were rushed, but it seems like they got a little more support in the second game, so... Okay. Um, I like um, I like that he had Little Women on there. That was a good movie, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I'm going to talk about that, because I'm going to go through my top ten movies, and then very quickly my top ten shows. But yeah. one thing I'm going to throw out, just as an honorable mention... Uh, you know, for video games, I actually didn't play as many video games as I thought I did this year. This year, listen, this year was weak. Oh, I God, just, it was weak. It, it, yeah. it was not. Yeah, I mean, yes, it, it, it was. It wasn't, it wasn't. It felt like a lot of the games that were everyone's on their list and that stuff were all the indie things that I haven't even heard of, really. No, but, but um, like the like, my favorite games, like, quote-unquote favorite games, like, the best games of the year are games I would never give be happy with, like, giving Game of the Year to. I would be perfectly happy with year. giving... With giving game of the year to the Untitled like Goose games. game, I like challenging games. That game did not deserve game of the year. Yeah, yeah. yeah as yeah. I was saying though, I'm just gonna go do two things because I only played two games enough to really give them a shout out. Um, the Outer Worlds from yeah. Obsidian, which I loved a lot, even though it's literally just Fallout but set in a more sci-fi. No, universe. it's Fallout, but good. Question yeah. about that, Justin? Were you yeah. disappointed by anything about that game? Because I have one minor gripe. It's my only issue. Um, just the fact that it literally is just Fallout New Vegas reskinned, but other than that, it's oh. still fun to play. So I-, I was disappointed that it was just a little bit short, like a little bit, and I don't like that there's no end game. Well, That's I haven't finished it yet, but I just got it for Christmas for my parents, so because I rented it the first time I played. Yeah, the en- like the end game, well, quote unquote end game, like the final section, is really kind of blah. I do like that you don't. Well, I won't even say, like I won't even say what it is, but like you don't have to do it. <laughs> But like, <laughs> well, that's kind of like the uh, New Vegas ending, then. Pretty yeah. Much. Yeah, okay. But uh, it, also, it, it, it introduced yeah. me to my favorite character of the year, Pravardi, as well. I think that's her name, right? Yeah, yes. Pravardi's... Oh, she's so good. Yeah, she's She's probably, great. like, one of the best, most well-written characters, I think, this year. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then and my number one game was uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses, which, I know, I'm a humongous Fire Emblem dork, so I accept that, but I thought it was great. All right, so I'm going to power through my top ten movies list. So, number ten was Little Women. I yeah. thought that was great. Very well-written, very well-acted. It didn't do anything I didn't expect, but it did everything well, I thought. Um, Jojo Rabbit was number nine. I know. <laughs> Sorry, Shaq. <laughs> oh, I know I'm in the fucking minority and I hate it. I know. I, I, know. I, 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 no, dude, I hate it, too. 
I didn't love it as much as Lexi, but I did think it was very well done. And uh, I just think it was just, like, on top of all the stuff we said about the comedy and the acting, I just thought it was really well designed, too. Like, all the art direction and all the costuming and the cinematography stuff is really good. And that one shot, the really sad, depressing shot that everyone knows who's seen the movie, that lingered with me. Like, it was just such a subtle but effective little trick. Um, Knives Out, which I absolutely adored as well. I know I was the you know I am one of the biggest Last Jedi haters out there, but this does prove to me that Ryan Johnson can make good movies, and I've seen him make good movies. Like you know, trust uh, me, you are definitely not one of the worst. Well, okay, not I. I'd like to think that I'm not a racist, sexist weirdo like those people. Look, just don't <laughs> give, think that. Just don't give yes. Ryan Johnson more than sixty million dollars, and the movie will be fine. But see, that's why I think what Knives Out works so well is that it played to all of his strengths because he is really good at very small focused pe- uh, movies with lots of people in it because Brick was similar where it's like a small indie film but had such a tight focus even with the myriad of characters introduced into it and he he's good at mysteries he's really good at doing mystery stories um Ford v Ferrari was number seven it's just nice. a classic old school biopic uh and I love it where it's a movie that aims to be one of those feel-good movies and in the last 15 minutes it just kicks you in the nuts just for no good reason <laughs> <laughs> Like, I cannot tell you how much, like, so uh, my half-sister, we brought her to the movie theater as well when we watched it uh, for the second time, and she was like, oh, that was so great, and then the ending happened, and I was so sad. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Now, number six is one that's on nobody's list, as well as my number five, but uh, The Chambermaid. This was uh, Mexico's entry for the Foreign Film Oscar this year, and it's a really good movie. It's it's similar to Roma because it's all about a maid who works at a hotel and just the ins and outs of the life of a you know hotel worker. But it's just so nuanced and focused and smart and witty and sensitive. And it's a great debut from the uh, director whose name escapes me now, but I really can't wait to see what she does next. Um, the other film that I don't think anybody's seen except for me and uh, Laura on the site is Diane. This was a film that came out at one of the film festivals a year before. And it's just this great indie film with Mary Kate Place in the lead role. As she's a really, you know, it's really all about, you know, generational problems with drugs, uh, dealing with, you know, sins of the past affecting the present, and how we overcome trials and as such. It's just such a emotional and it, it's a movie where it's only about eighty minutes long, but it sticks with you so long afterwards you feel like it's a three hour movie. It's so good. Um, number four is Avengers Endgame. You know, it's not to say that it's the best. I know. It's not the best written, it's not the best, you know, everything, but... You're right. It's, co- it's just the best. It's, it's, just, it's it really so is. entertaining. It's just such a great end capper to the entire MCU, and I can't... I just can't imagine how it's going to top that with any of the future releases for Marvel, honestly. Um, number three, this literally just made my list because I loved it so much today, 1917. It's just so gorgeously shot it's got great set work the acting is great and this thing where it did everything for me that everyone claimed dunkirk was gonna do where i'm like yeah dunkirk's a fine movie but it was just missing that core emotional beat that really helped it to propel to be a great movie and this movie did it in space it's, i it feel opened yesterday over here by the way i want to see that so fucking man bad. i want to see it too i wish work didn't fucking make me work a weekend yeah no it's definitely worth checking out and think it's a funny thing we're on our best of list that we did for the website it's only so low on the list because only like three or four people had seen it by the time we voted. Well, yeah, but, it yeah. fucking didn't come out for like <laughs> when we were making the list. Like I yeah. met, like I managed to see it before the end of the year. That's because it was playing in literally only one theater in Toronto, and I went out of my way for it. Yeah, no, I I would have gone out of my way, but literally, so I I looked for it in Illinois. There were no screenings. I looked for it in Utah. There were no screenings. I looked for it in Idaho. There were definitely no screenings in Idaho. So it's just like I was just out of luck for that one. So I'm glad I saw it now. 
Uh, number two was Marriage Story, because that movie... I already had a feeling I was going to like it from the trailers because they sold such a great idea with the story, and it won me over almost immediately. It was just so great. It has one of the best openings to any movie I've ever seen with the dual monologue about the why I love so-and-so thing. Oh, that's the only part of the movie I didn't like. <laughs> oh, see, because I felt like that did a great job of selling the relationship and how it's like, man, they seem like they're so good for each other. Why do they? Why is this happening the way it yeah. does? And then you find out why. You're like, oh, I'm yeah. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> No, I was just saying, then you find out why, you're like, oh, that's why it's happening. So, but sorry, we haven't seen it? No, I know another thing, too, is, like, I really enjoy that part, too, because it's kind of, like, building up this entire relationship that would probably take a whole movie to explain why this is so important to them and why they love each other so much, and you do it in two minutes. It's like, oh, fuck yeah, that's awesome. The message of the movie is perfect, which is, don't move to Los Angeles. (laughs) Yes, I agree with you. Fuck L.A. Yeah, I I used to live in California, and I totally agree. Uh, It also is just... I, I will just be forever amused by. I wonder I, why, I, Julian. I wonder why. I will be amused forever well, by the fact in that. Saga. <laughs> sorry, I was going to say one joke. I was amused by the fact that somehow Kylo Ren, you know, Adam Driver, who is a trained military guy, is established in the movie as a character who can't open a jar. So <laughs> just like, look, he's not trained hey, in the force yet. Let's not make fun of you know people that are challenged at opening jars. He's also terrible with a knife. We don't know their struggles. Oh, the, yeah, the knife. Ooh, that was uh, oh man, that scene laughed my ass off. At, Adam Driver is like the weirdest looking human on the planet. Bro. No, look, he's what Jewish. happens if you, what are you fucking he's, saying? You no, take what? one look at Adam Driver and you're like, that dude fucks. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like when human I said the same thing when I saw Palpatine. <laughs> I don't know. The first time I saw Adam Driver when he took off his Kylo Ren helmet, I'm like, what is this? The first time I saw him, he was orgam- orgasming on Lena Dunham's boobs. Ah. <laughs> All right. Anyways, Justin. Yeah, <laughs> but then God. number one, I mean, no secret, it was Parasite, so absolutely. But sorry, Jordan, what were we going to say before? Uh, I don't know. You're talking There's... about Lena Dunham, that's what you guys talking about. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, I just have fucking dogged saying orgasming staining <laughs> on my brain right now. Yuck. Okay. Yeah, no, so yeah, Parasite's the number one, and then I'm going to quickly go through my TV shows here because I, you know, we're, we're, we're almost done, don't worry guys. Um, is anybody else doing that too? Because I wrote mine, but I know if that was. Yeah, let's do a top ten where it's fucking we've been here for four hours. Let's do four more. Uh, no. Man, Justin, sex with must you must take forever. Don't worry, we're almost done. Fifteen yeah. minutes later, don't worry, we're almost done. I keep saying that, but anyway, uh, number ten. It was a tight pick between The Mandalorian and The Witcher, but I'm gonna go with The Witcher just because it was a huge surprise uh, for me. Uh, number nine was Primal on Adult Swim, which was just Ooh. so freaking intense. Oh, I can't yeah. wait to see the second Fuck half yeah, of that show. Fuck yeah, so hard, that show. It may be the single most violent cartoon I've ever watched as well. So Man, I'm, I'm so mad I missed the screening of that shit at the Alamo. Oh, was that the Alamo? Wow. Yeah, they, th- they showed like the first four episodes of the Alamo. I'm so mad I missed it. It was just like one I... of those free, free showings where I, I was too late wow. to get a ticket. I, I really want to pick up that show on Blu-ray. Like, oh, I yeah. want that in 4K. Yeah. Uh, number eight was Watchmen, which, at least, it's only that low just because I wasn't as in love with the ending as some people were. Well, the, ending's but I think a, it's, the ending's fucking amazing. I didn't think so, personally. I, I It just, it for the mystery no that it No spoilers, just saying. No, I'm not going to say anything, don't worry. It just, it felt like it built up for a bigger ending than what it actually gave us, but... The stuff that was the best parts, especially episodes five and six, um, for the sh- for the season, that's where it peaked with like just must see television. Absolutely. The, um, the, sorry. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was gonna spoil it. Never mind. I was, I was gonna say something bad. Don't. Okay. Number seven was Undone, which 
I, I'm just happy to see shows that do rotoscope. And this one did it perfectly, the way right? they used it. Not McGreen. Yeah, no, Dude, absolutely. They are good. It, and it should have ended at the end of that season. I don't see why they're doing a season two. It is Again, perfect I, I don't mind they're doing a second season. I agree that the way they ended it was a complete one-and-done season. But I'm willing to see another one if it comes yeah, out. No, yeah, it's going to be undone in the next fucking season. Anyway. Uh, number six was Cobra Kai season two. I just, yes! <laughs> it's, it's just great, fun, like, you know, like, lazy day kind of television. Where you just go, yeah, it's not like it's going to challenge me or be like peak television kind of stuff. But it's just so fun to watch. We binged it, like, literally in like a day or two. Yeah. So. Oh, I fucking um, still love that final fight scene. It's fucking amazing. Oh, It goes hard. Yeah. Number five was The Dark Crystal, Age of Resistance. I had no idea that I was going to like this show as much as I did. It was beautiful to look at in the trailers, but it's even better because... It actually has story, which is so weird because the first the movie itself is fine, but the show just kicks it up a notch with the storytelling, where it's literally just Game of Thrones with puppets. You know, that's literally what the story is, and it does a great job. And when I say Game of Thrones, not just in terms of machination, but they kill some puppets in the show hardcore in this thing. Now it's a well written. Yeah, there's some haunting deaths. Yeah, well, the, spe- the one I won't say much, but the dude gets eaten alive at one point where you're just like, oh, jeez. And the bad guy gets to have, like, one of the best laughs afterwards. Oh, man. Um, number four was Stranger Things Season 3. Yep. I just, I what? couldn't stop. Yeah, I what? That's, like, the best season the show's ever had. It I is, agree. It's pretty fun. It was fun. the worst, I thought. I really did not like that season. What crack are you on? <laughs> I thought that the first season was excellent. I thought the second season was a good okay. follow-up. And I thought that this third season was them going, ah, oh, fuck it, I love the thing in Terminator, so I'm just going to do those. See, because I felt like this the season... Natural the natural evolution. This season trimmed all the fat. Because I felt like season two's weakest part was all the excess baggage and subplots they tried to put in. This one was pretty much focused all the way through with the storytelling, I thought. Nah, man. This, this shit was 100% trans fats. So I disagree. Anyway. Mm, and it tastes right. so good. Number three was Barry season two. Yeah. I mean, what I can't say anything more than what's been said. It's great. It's funny. It's action packed. It's dark. It has one of the best ending sequences I've ever seen for that last episode. With uh, I'm not gonna say what, but just the last thing that we see with Barry is just so intense. It's so great. Um, now number two, which caught me off guard completely, was Fleabag season two. Uh, I I cannot stress enough for people go watch Fleabag if it sounds even remotely like your thing. It is. One of the funniest shows I have ever watched. I'm, I'm, I'm not had a chance to watch it, but Amazon is fucking killing it with their original programming. Like, fucking Christ. Like, oh, yeah. They, they need another year of this, like, with Jack Ryan, Undone, Hannah, and Fleabag, to just be a situation where they're, like, the third contender. Like, they could oh, knock you're out you're rooting here. for Undone. Okay. Yeah. No, they, they've done a lot of great stuff. Even Mrs. Maisel, which I wasn't as love with this season as last of the previous seasons, oh, it was yeah, still a too. really solid watch, so... Uh, and then number one, I've been saying this for almost all, the whole year, and screw you, Alan. Um, it's Chernobyl. Chernobyl Man, was fuck just... you. Oh, <laughs> fuck yeah, that yes, stupid fucking cat. Oh, my God, I hated that fucking episode. I, you hate Chernobyl? No, I didn't hate Chernobyl. I just think Chernobyl is a great three-episode show. And I say that there's literally no flaws in the show. I think it's one of the best yeah, shot, yeah. directed, acted, and crafted shows. Yeah, no I've flaws seen. in the show, except every single the person that's supposed to be Russian episode? is British. The last episode makes the first episode so fucking brilliant. Like, I was blown yeah, away and watching the, and that it'd show. It'd be great if they cut out the other two episodes. I, yeah, again, I don't <sighs> agree. I just, 
I was no. so soaked in from the moment, like you know, from the first moment of it, and especially the peak moment for me in terms of tension. That whole scene where they have to shovel uh, radiation off the roof. Oh my god, that was a tracking shot too. Yeah, yeah, no, a single take tracking shot of them just going on trying to shovel off uh, graphite, and you're just like, I have never been so tense. And then the other great scene was the one where they go into the submerged part of the core with those three guys. Yeah. Yo, the sound design on that was a horror movie. The like best, I don't know who did it, but yeah. The, the best part is the is the the guy who's obviously at fault, continually going, "Hey, wasn't me." Uh, <laughs> no, like, he says, oh, "It's not bad. It's not great. Okay, but it's fine." <laughs> I went to go take a shit. I don't know what else everybody did. Yeah, that's one of those things where it's just you get why it happened the way it did. You yeah, know, you're just like yeah. They ex- the way they explain a nuclear reactor exploding because like. Uh, I'm not like I was like getting it through what the show was doing, but they just literally break it down with like fucking like images and colors. I'm like, wow, you managed to break this down to where I'm sure the entire audience understands what the fuck's going on. Yeah. So that's it. Whoo! <laughs> God damn! Were, like I'm looking at my recording. Shit, you're still here. This is longer yeah. than the Irishman. <laughs> <laughs> This is like the director's cut of The Irishman. Honestly, oh, man, I don't know. Okay, this is longer than Return of the King Extended Edition. Dude, oh. this is so. This is longer than a Dennis Villeneuve director's cut. Oh man, <laughs> Blade is... Runner. I don't. I'm not gonna try it again. This Eddie. is like one and a half Last Jedi's. By the way, well, I don't... still want to point out, uh, based on the size here, I don't know how the fuck we're gonna send this to y'all. <laughs> Like, yeah. this is going to be like three we, gigs, we man. WeTransfer.com is the best. But it only yeah. goes up to two gigs. I think we might have been in that. Oh, this we won't, no, this, this won't isn't more gigs. than two gigs. This won't be two gigs. Uh, yeah, don't dude, worry. Okay, so gig. we're done then? Yeah, well, I'm yeah. going to say one last thing. Just, yeah, this will be broken up in the... <laughs> oh, this will be great in the recording. <laughs> no, this will be, be broken, broken up into multiple episodes of people listening. So it will be multiple parts. You want to sit through four hours directly. So. But we'll do the whole bloody oh. affair as one... <laughs> What, what? My favorite part is uh, by you get to tell who who doesn't have a life by who's still in this podcast. <laughs> yeah, dude. No, we were gonna record gonna another one after anyway. this, but I'm um, not happening. No, no that we're, we're pushing that to the morning. Don't worry. No, come on, power through, guys. I mean, <laughs> y'all have fun. I don't want y'all watching, but it better be worth it. Nah, we're done. I don't want to do any promos. We're all tired. We should all get food and everything That's else. It. So, all right, Follow see everybody. Every fucking thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm still yeah. mad at the person hey. that put Jumanji hey. on their fucking top ten. <laughs> I'm not here. Let's go. <laughs> Wait, do do we I'm want to say a prayer? Cats is the best movie of all time. Anybody want to talk about their um, hopes and fears? No. No. <laughs> done. Bye. Hell, see you. Want to talk about Jexy? No.